From bureaucracy's basement to your ears, this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. On this week's meeting, we have, um, we have beer, we have outstanding improvements, we have innovative revenue tools, and so much, much more. This meeting is now in session. Hey. Oh, hey. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm good. I'm doing. I'm doing fine. Excellent. I'm, I'm, I feel. I feel like. I feel like it's sunny out. Springtime is come, and it's all time for meetings. Ah, uh, yes. So uh, let's get to meeting. Let's get to meeting. Uh, let's we'll start with attendance. Yeah, let's. Uh, on the uh, on on the today's uh, meeting, we have uh, Uncheap Dale. Uncheap Dale. Yeah, I have no background information about Uncheap Dale. But I'm I'm assuming he's not cheap. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. hope he I hope he isn't because that would be a really terrible name. I know. Well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Imagine imagine if your name was Uncheap Dale. Yeah. And, and you were really and expensive. To, yeah. You'd have to like go around saying, well, maybe yeah, I'm actually really cheap. <laughs> That'll be it'd be disappointing everybody. Yeah. But have you? Did you see him? No, you, I no? didn't see him. Oh. You know what? I'm actually still wrestling with machines over here. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm no, that's fine. Distracted. I'm, just, I'm just realizing that I think I might have uh, I might have mixed up the letters. Oh, um, yeah, that that's a thing sorry, that's hold happened. Hold on, hold on. Well, I mean, not very often. No, but, you know. no, no. Um, what so kind of moron would mix up the letters in somebody's name? Like what? What a fool that would be. Yeah. Um, okay, it's, it should be spelled uh, Poldeshen. That's actually me. Okay, good. You're here. I, rec- I, I am mean, definitely I, here. I thought I recognized you, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to. I didn't want to like presume. Hey, do I have perfect attendance yet? Do I? Uh, you've got pretty good attendance. Uh, right on. Yeah, I'd I have to say, at least eighty percent of the time you're here, a hundred percent of the time. Excellent. Yeah, Oop. I'll take that. Okay, that's 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 an average though. Okay. Yeah, and uh, we also have ah, uh, we have politician Rona Magniad. Oh my God! Didn't she just uh, retire from politics? She did, yeah. and I think she's here to like uh, maybe impart some scoops? lessons. Could we get yeah. some scoops about scoops, why, yeah. like behind the scenes politics stuff? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, excellent. I mean, it's all Estonian because Rona Magniad is Estonian. Of course, right? yeah. And she uh, she was in you know, yeah. Estonian parliament for for decades. Yeah, very so, relevant country these days, yes. Estonia. Oh yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you can't you can't say you can't say relevant without Estonia. You can actually. <laughs> yes, indeed, you can. Yeah. As it turns out, um, but I, you know, uh, but I've been waiting for her to show up. I actually, I went, I went to the airport. She didn't show, and nobody seemed to even know who Rona Magniad is. I'm starting to think that I may have mixed up these letters. Oh dear. Yeah. Who could it possibly be? Who is here instead? Um. Hold on. Hey, here's a coincidence. Is I'm, it? Well, my name's Aiden Morgan. It looks like Aiden Morgan. That's is, fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Mark yourself present then. I'm present. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, right. so attendance is done. And quorum is well, no quorum. We have no quorum. Okay, but we do. We do have some people here today. A couple of improvement. Well, one improvement vector and one candidate. One improvement vector candidate. candidate yes. Yeah. So our so our already accredited uh, improvement vector is Mark Ice from Rebellion Brewery. Hello, Mark. Hi. Good to see you guys. Yeah, thanks for coming back. Yeah, yeah. Was, you, you seem to have brought a friend with you. I did. Yes, yes. I was trying to think of someone else that you know would uh, be a good uh, a good compliment, and so yeah, here yeah. we are. Yeah, and so that friend is. <laughs> <laughs> I was saving. I was saving the introduction for you guys. I didn't want to sure. steal your thunder. What? Oh, we have no thunder got, left. Really? You take it. Got, take whatever thunder got, we have. That's right. Our thunder is lost. Yeah. We've got Glenn Valgertson from Pile of Bones Brewing. Hi, guys. Thanks for bringing, for, uh, for bringing me. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's awesome that you can make it uh, you know, down to our meeting tonight. Amazing. Um, yeah, so we need to talk about uh, beer. We, ha- we had Mark on before, and uh, we, we talked a bit about beer. Uh, but it's summertime, and uh, I'm, I'm told that's kind of a beer time, a beery that's, time in the city. Well, actually, people usually drink lots of vermouth in the summer, but if you want to say beer, that's Ooh, fine. Ooh, the dry kind. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just guzzling down that dry vermouth. <laughs> With clove cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and absinthe, because it's Paris in the 1920s. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you should see me out in Wisconsin Park in my velour jacket. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> just just swigging from a bottle of Aperol and crying. Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I'm so lonely. 
No one understands me. I'm going to go listen to The Cure. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, well, actually, first, Glenn, we, did, we didn't talk about uh, Pile of Bones Brewing last time because you weren't here. Fair, and yeah. I, you know, I think that Pile of Bones Brewing is actually a fairly <gasps> newish thing in the Queen City. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about what Pile of Bones Brewing is. Sure. Yeah, yeah, we, we are. We're, <clears throat> we're very new. We, uh, we brewed our first batch on December 7th, I believe, of this, <clears throat> this last year. Cool. So we're, we're very, very new. Yeah. Now we've been working for <clears throat> over a year in our space trying to get everything ready and um, kind of ready to fire for a production brewery. But what we are is we're, we're four home brewers from <clears throat> Regina, Saskatchewan. We're very, all very good friends. And we decided to take on an opportunity that presented itself um, by essentially <clears throat> revitalizing the old O'Hanlon's Brewery right downtown on Scar Street. Nice. Um, yeah, it was, oh. it was great. So, but with that, it was <clears throat> it was underutilized and, and wasn't used for for many many years. So what we had to do was go in there and do a tremendous amount of work to the space, essentially retrofit it <clears throat> and get it ready to to essentially work as a production brewery. Wow. You betcha. Yeah. yeah. So it was yeah. a lot of work. <laughs> I had this I had this idea actually. It was called Pile of Bones because you would like actually we're, we're in the cemetery or something. And oh. It was like this goth beer and legal because you know. You can't, well, you guys you are you guys are in the basement. We are. That's yeah, true. it's kind of like the, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit. A, little bit. Yeah. Yeah. a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, it's uh, when they ask where we're at, I say, "Oh, we're nineteen forty-five Scar Street," and they go, "Oh, that's great. Where?" And I say, <laughs> "We're literally in a parking garage." <laughs> <laughs> so when we bring people in to do a tour or to fill some growlers, you know, they you start yeah, you, you take them through a series of doors and, and corridors, and they they kind of look at you saying, you know, uh, is, <laughs> it, is, it, is, shiv is this legit? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so you'll then, get a growler, but you'll but you'll leave uh -huh. your kidney. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then when you get them down there, it's very, I would say, Breaking Bad type because it's like uh, <laughs> fluorescent lights and white puckboard walls and very, very clean and sanitary mm. like a lab. But <clears throat> you have to walk through a cement parking garage to get there. And there's just yeah. two doors and it opens up and it's this entire space. Cool. Nice. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so you've been brewing uh, just for six months then. So. Uh, I would say <clears throat> professionally, yes. So yeah. with with our with our I would say brewers and investors. So there's four of us, but collectively we have I would say probably 30 years of brewing experience between all of us. Like okay. myself, I've been brewing for over 10 years. It's actually how I know Mark. Um, we hmm. both came up in the Ales Club together, right? It's very oh, very okay. kind of a tight knit group, right? Yeah. yeah. Huh. So out of this ales club, we've like had this like flourishing, this like renaissance of of brewing within mm -hmm. the city. It's amazing. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. there's um, uh, in the ales club. I think there's probably uh, six breweries that currently have you know ales, ale, former ales members or mm -hmm. current ales members. So it's pretty nice. cool. Even some of them are even out in you know Manitoba and Alberta, which is yep. really cool. So all right on. Yeah, kind of another hidden secret that uh, the, this kind of secret homebrewing club that's frankly one of the best and biggest and longest running in all of, in all of North America. Yeah, frankly, I would say North so. America wow. for sure. Really? Yeah. Yep. Very decorated brewers and. Um, I would say it's almost a how-to to run a brewery. <clears throat> like just to list a couple off is, you know, Mark got his start in the Ales Club. I got my start in the Ales Club. So did Nokomis. So did oh, the Bushwhackers. So did Multinational. So did like the list keeps going on and on. Right. And uh, you know, <clears throat> just wonderful brewers keep coming out of this club every single year. So fantastic. Cool. Uh, and how many different beers are you like? Like, do you do the thing where you like rotate your beers through? Really frequently, do you have like different kinds going on all the time? Or? Yeah, so we usually do two seasonals and five core beers. Right now, I have seven beers on tap um, because we run a bit of a different model. Because we're in our little Breaking Bad esque basement, uh, <laughs> we we can't really get people down there very much to do growler fills. So we work off hmm. of a strictly uh, wholesaling model. So just keg accounts and all that kind of stuff. Oh. So so yeah. So <clears throat> for for ease of our customers we we make sure we have like five staples and then our, our two seasonals and it also eases up on me the sales guy a little bit as well yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. so so where do you so you sell to restaurants yep, you okay. betcha yeah so yeah. we're we're a lot of places uh, around town we, we we try and keep it <clears throat> really really local right you know we we like to support local businesses and kind of independent types so mm -hmm. we're you know um the capital and, and beer brothers and mm -hmm. hamlins of course and lancaster and the list kind of goes on right you know we we kind of stick to our, our our group that we really like so and we we 
actually can't make beer fast enough right now. So we, oh, that's awesome. uh, it's kind of it's kind of awesome, but uh, it's it's tough when you're like I probably have twenty kegs in my cooler. That's it right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the main problem is like all the taps in town are taken up by like rebellion, and so it's, it's amazing how much rebellion is around town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that must be pretty gratifying actually to see like your beer everywhere squeezing everybody out by now, Mark. It's. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain bit of satisfaction when uh, you get a phone call from a restaurant and they're, you know, and they've decided that um, they want to give us a shot and maybe uh, turf one of the the big mega conglomerate multinational guys to the curb. So um, yeah, so yeah, we kind of enjoy each and every one of those victories. Yes, yes. <laughs> but you know, at the at the same time, you know, we're still, you know, we're, we're all we're having great fun and it's awesome. You know, Glenn's, you know, Glenn's obviously says they're having trouble keeping up with all the beer, but. We, we still feel like, you know, we're just barely scratching the surface and, you know, it's going to be pretty amazing once we really get a chance to, um, to really mature and, and get really good at what we do here. You know, we already are, are not too bad, but wow. Um, future always looks bright. I, I always just look at nothing but potential, you know, and whether it's the brewing industry or, mm-hmm. you know, as we mentioned, we're, we're very much into the downtown and local business and there's just so much on the horizon and so much happening every week. Sometimes it's a little, overwhelming frankly yeah are you guys having trouble keeping up with the demand too yeah we are um if you actually come by the brewery you'll see that we've got a little bit of construction going on actually we've been pretty quiet about it but we are we are doing some uh some expansion projects so there's we can't we can't keep it too much of a secret anymore when you see uh you know concrete being poured and offices being torn down and that sort of thing so um yeah we're gonna have some some extra equipment arriving in the next uh month or two and um yeah, it's it's exciting times, and you know, actually, actually, I just filled out a, a survey kind of um, uh, uh, on on economic uh, growth and you know the health of the city and all that sort of thing. And you know, I, I definitely think there's there's a bit of a dip. But then when they ask you questions about are your sales increasing, are you hiring more people? I said, well, yeah, yeah. So um, it's pretty awesome that you know we're able to, um, to to continue to grow as a business when things maybe aren't. Uh, quite so rosy on on the, the overall mm-hmm. market these days yeah <laughs> what are you guys putting in uh, is it a vermouth factory yes yes we're, oh, excellent. we're going right into you're going to ramp yeah. up our vermouth production and uh yes the velour jackets i uh, yeah. i remember that actually actually uh, putting, used, in, putting in a big negroni fountain <laughs> that sounds like a really good idea actually <laughs> Yeah. Our dream at some point is to let people, you know, have like beer baths or something, you know, and let people like use the uh, like rent like rent a jacuzzi or something for a weekend. I don't know if <laughs> oh the jacuzzi people would like that, but you know, put it in the parking lot and let people yeah hang out. I don't or know. just like on really hot days, you could put out a sprinkler, just like showering beer on everybody. They could the, yeah. the kids could run through it. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It's, there's all sorts. We we're never short of ideas, and and it's all about fun. Uh, yeah. Again, I was talking with some other business people a couple of days ago, and it's like. Again, you know, you know, business is business. You got to make money. You got to pay your bills. But we're also afforded the luxury in this business is that if it's not fun, I don't want to do it. Yeah. If it's yeah. not cool, I don't want to do it. And um, yeah, it's it's a pretty fun way to try to make a living. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm making a living, but I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what? Uh, oh. Holy crap. Uh, we are, it's, it's uh, a quarter past the hour. We are uh, the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio. And we are speaking to Glenn Valgertson from Pile of Bones Brewing and Mark Heiss from Rebellion Brewing about beer. Uh, Seems like an appropriate subject. Yeah, good yeah. Thing. yeah, Maybe later we can talk to you guys about city stuff. But um, what, what beers do you guys have coming up for the summer? Like what summery brews are you brewing up? Well, we just did um, a Vienna Lager, which is uh, quite tasty. Um, I will say I'm never making it again, though. <laughs> it, was, it was too expensive, and it took too long. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Mark warned me uh, when yep. I made it. Yep. Uh, but it turned out really good. Uh, we also <clears throat> have for our seasonal this year uh, a West Coast IPA oh. coming in at a stunning 6.7% and very, very hoppy and dank. And we have uh, quite a few other beers that we've got kind of working in the pipeline right now. So nice. we've been test batching um, a pomegranate blonde which is rather tasty. We've been test batching an, uh, an, an ISA, which is like a again, lighter hoppy type style beer. And then we are playing around with our first kettle sour at the moment. 
Oh. Yes. What, what's the kettle sour? So kettle souring is a uh, essentially, if you're familiar with sour beers at all, you, mm-hmm. uh, you yeah you, you put in a bit of funk into them, right? Um, <clears throat> Rebellion's probably the leader in Saskatchewan at making them, so I've been bugging their head brewer quite a bit uh, how to make them. But also, Nokomis makes a kettle sour. Yeah. They did one last year and it was phenomenal. So I think, I think Nine Mile Legacy makes yep. uh, makes yeah, kettle I mean, sour. Yeah, absolutely. Sean and the boys there, they do a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're just we're kind of playing around and you know. Uh, sours are a bit unpredictable, right? It's all all brewing is a controlled experiment, right? You're you're <laughs> trying your best, but uh, yeah, we're, we've been we've been test batching with some success, and we're not totally sure how it's going to go in the big system, but that's why we get to try stuff. Cool. You guys might be using different stuff, but when we say kettle sour at Rebellion, we're literally dumping yogurt into yep. the kettle, really, and, and letting it sit. <clears throat> For 24 uh-huh. hours so the live the live we, we we don't use you know the the gelatinous goopy slop from you know <laughs> the usual grocery store we're getting you know the real stuff with real live cultures and yeah. um yeah they just they go bonkers they love that nice kind of warm environment and they go crazy and produce uh, some really nice lactic acid to give it that oh, tartness so uh, yeah and then how do you like do you just leave the yogurt in or do you yeah. strain it out yeah. yeah so it basically i mean we're we, we put 500 mils of yogurt into like 2000 liters of oh, beer okay. so yeah so i guess technically you know uh yeah it probably would break i guess you know if you if you had a uh, lactic if you're allergic to lactose or something <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like it very much. <laughs> but it's a pretty small amount so yeah. Yeah. and do you uh, take the fruit at the bottom out or do you leave that in as well? Stir it all up. But yeah, no. For 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 our summer beers, we actually today we just launched what we call Golden Crush. It's the third year we've made it. Super super popular. Um, we would call it again an ISA India Session Ale or a light uh, session IPA. Four point two percent alcohol. Uh, really awesome. Um, this weekend, we're actually uh, Glenn's got some cool stuff going on in the park too. But we're doing uh, we're uh, we're the beer provider for the Highland Games in Victoria oh, Park nice. this weekend. Oh, congrats! And so we make a Scottish a light Scottish ale every year for that. So we're gonna have that's gonna be out. And uh, and then we've got a, we just brewed another new beer that's coming out for uh, Pride Week, and um, so we're the official beer for Pride Week this year. I actually don't know what it's called because they're running a contest to name the beer. So, um, but again, I had a, actually had a taste of it out of the tank today. Really nice, again, light and refreshing wheat beer. So, Maybe. yeah, we're gonna have lots of fun <laughs> with all those things. And then, of course, we've got some kettle sours on the way as well. Right. Awesome. Yeah, it just it goes so well with like patios and the, the heat and summer because it's just a bit of a tart kind of a, a tartness right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. controlled <laughs> hopefully <laughs> yeah. i'm just picturing a bunch of drunk bagpipers now at the highland, <laughs> at the highland uh, festival i think that's the only way they operate I, but <laughs> I think, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, um so uh, for the naming the beer for project yes. uh, can where do people go to do that to, like, uh, yeah, I think I think if you go to the Pride Week, there's actually I think it's a Regina Pride Week their website or their Facebook page, and they're just kind of running a contest. And um, yeah, you can submit your your idea for the name of the beer. Uh, I'm honestly not sure what the prize is. I'm sure that we'll donate something along the lines. Some beer, of, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be some, something <laughs> worthwhile winning. So yeah, we have fun. We we named another beer. To, another beer that we have right now is called Orangutan, and it's an orange uh, wheat beer. And again, you know, we got you know hundreds of responses from from uh, people on our Facebook page. Just you know, it's just it's just having fun, engaging with the community, letting people try different things, and making them feel like they're part of the brewery and part of the process. So mm-hmm. it's lots of fun. Um. Sorry, can we just go back to about the Vienna lager? Oh, yeah. I want to know why this is tough and expensive. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, I will say that lagers are tough to make because uh, they take a tremendous amount of time. So in the... My, my Vienna was done actually rather quickly because I used a different uh, brewing method to do it, but it took 38 days in the tank. <laughs> and in, in those 38 days, I could have actually made three batches of beer in the amount of time I made one. So there was uh, <clears throat> there was one hard lesson there. Again, Mark warned me about it. <laughs> and also, uh, lager yeast it can be very, very tricky, right, again. And there's not a lot behind lagers. They're very thin-bodied and, you know, clean beers, so if there's any brewing flaws or your brewing practices aren't up to snuff or there's a problem in your equipment, it'll show in the beer. <clears throat> so, really, if you can make a lager and do it successfully, you've kind of proved to yourself that, you know, you're, you're playing in the right world, which we did. Uh, I can't take any credit for it, as though I didn't design it, and I didn't test batch it, and I didn't brew it. So, <laughs> it, was, it was one of my other investors who did it all, and he did a fantastic job. It's, actually, it's a good beer. I, yeah. drank, I drank some of it. I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. Very good, very good stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. 
Okay. Well, what about the whole like? Okay. So you guys have made a couple of allusions to this. Uh, how competitive is it out there for tap space in bars in town? Mm-hmm. I would say very. So I I act as our sales rep, right? I have the luxury of not having to sell a tremendous amount of product because of my my production um, capacity. I would say, but it's always tough, you know. Uh, Bars and restaurants, I would say the local ones are always willing to take you on. They'll make line space even wonderful. Any larger chains, <clears throat> that's the really hard tough because they have all their they have all their inducements and all their their, their kind of their backroom deals. Then just quite frankly, I, I I can't play in that. I don't have the money for it. Right. So, you know, so you, you you take your wins as much as you can and you get mm-hmm. your taps and you try to not take your friends off taps anywhere. <laughs> you know, cuz it's it's always a fight, but uh it's been it's been a really good response for us for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say you know we 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 pride ourselves on on uh you know always being professional and respectful of the other the other small breweries. Um but also, you know, we we uh we were talking just before, we try to be very real about the idea that there's a lot of people that don't want to see us exist, that don't want to see us have our beer on tap yep. anywhere. And um so you have to we have, we wake up every day and uh you know some brewers have said you guys are really aggressive and I'm like I, I take that as a compliment like you mm-hmm. need to be um I tell people again you know we I wake up every day and I'm going up against AB InBev yep. lo- one yeah. of the largest companies in the world yep and <clears throat> I literally am competing with them on a daily basis and that's kind of awesome but um yeah some <laughs> days it's a little tough you just yeah. some days you just can't you can't do what those guys are doing but at the same time, they can't do what we do, which is, you know, again, engaging with the community, making really fun beers, you know, doing that sort of stuff. So, yeah, we just kind of try to keep fighting the good fight, always staying positive mm-hmm. and just trying to, again, it's uh, uh, trying to turn on more and more people to what we're doing that, um, hey, this is kind of cool stuff. Obviously, it's it's not easy to do when they uh, we're not always in the liquor stores and all this yep. stuff it, it's a little harder you know glenn's gonna uh you guys are gonna be at the farmer's market aren't you yeah this uh this week we're at the farmer's market <clears throat> um, on saturday and just to mark's point as well you know going up against the big <clears throat> the big bad bud light rep and the the molson rep right they're they're generally i'd say okay but if you if you get on their radar they can they can cause a lot of havoc in your business right you know so mm. it's tough <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, the, I find the best thing to do is actually pretend you're a Texas oil billionaire and get a ten gallon hat, and then you know, then you can play in the big the big leagues. Where can yeah. I go buy this hat? <laughs> Calgary. Amazing. I, I did yes, buy. Yes, a, I did buy a large hat in Dallas, <laughs> oh. Texas, years ago. I should start wearing it more often. Yeah. Yeah. Get a string tie, ten gallon hat, and uh, pretend you're a Texas oil billionaire, and then. Uh, that yeah, all this, the doors will open for this, you, this, and their taps. This, this is gold. <laughs> when I'm, when I'm, when I'm laying out. Okay, well, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. I'm yes. loving. Yeah, this is uh, free marketing advice. Key to, <clears> the, <throat> key to our key to our success. Yeah. Medium gallon hat. This is this yeah. is how Paul and I have gotten to where we are today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be in our book actually, the QCIB's guide to big business. <laughs> Chapter one: hats. <laughs> Chapter two. Bolo tie. <laughs> <laughs> chapter three, see chapter one. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, okay. Well, thanks a lot, guys, for uh, talking to us about beer. Absolutely. Um, how, how did Glenn do? Um, you know, I, I looked on my really complicated rubric, and uh, as it turns out, you do qualify as an improvement vector candidate. Oh, lovely. As an improvement vector. Uh, and so we're presenting you with a, a certificate. Uh, unfortunately, I think I mixed up the, uh, the letters in your name, so I hope that's okay. Amazing. Just yeah. amazing. Yes. <laughs> you go. Suitable for framing. <clears throat> I keep mine in my car. It's a oh, great excellent. conversation piece for everyone that uh, hops in. <laughs> I, th- I think I may have accidentally spelled your name correctly, though, on, on yours. Sorry, sorry Mark. <laughs> Statistically, it's bound to happen. Now, uh, yeah, now. sooner or later. I'm, uh, I'm going to hang this in the brewery, guys. This is oh, great. <laughs> yeah. this, I love the... Uh, there's a so for everyone listening. There is a um, a very large golden star with a smile on it, kind of like uh, back in the '90s, the Star Wipe. The more you know, commercial. Yes. The more you know. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, he was out of work, and so we were able to hire him. Yeah. <laughs> actually, uh, we we actually we actually hired a, a designer for that, and uh, they crowdsourced it to uh, a group of uh, eight-year-old kids, and it only cost us forty thousand dollars. So oh. yeah, yeah. We think it's a bargain. Uh, yeah, at half the price. Yeah. Whatever that means. <laughs> All right, we should move on to the next item on the agenda, right. which is innovative revenue tools, which Wait. is where... What? What? What is that? Innovative revenue tools? You've never heard of this? 
Uh, it's vaguely familiar. Uh, it's the part of the meeting, every meeting, where we talk about ways that the city can, you know, improve its bottom mm-hmm. line by innovating new and cool ways to make money. All right, I have one of those. Do you? Yes. Excellent. Okay, I knew if you just talked about it long enough, it would come back. You'd to find me. your notes. Yes, I'd find <laughs> my notes. Um, actually, this is beer related. Perfect. Uh, as as you know, mm-hmm. um, there's uh, there's going to be beer at at the stadium. There will be beer at the stadium, yes. and it's fed through pipes. Yes. But as you also know. Like the longer the pipes, the better the beer when it finally gets to the tap. Absolutely, because <laughs> it's the it's the anticipation. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. and and the and the minerals and chemicals yeah. it picks up along the way yeah, yeah. in the pipe. So I thought, what if, what if we actually rooted the pipes into like into the general water system, and it could go all around the city before it got to the stadium, but also, it could also be hot and cold running beer. For every man, woman, and child, brilliant in the city, right? And uh, it would come in. I got two flavors: um, yellow fizz with that soap and soda aftertaste, nice, and I love that. and dark brown foamy stuff with that uh, <laughs> flavors of um, like uh, you know like corn syrup and caramel. Oh, yeah, which delish. are delish, delish, yeah. and and that like vaguely rusty taste of uh, of Regina pipes. Nice. Yeah, so I figure oh. I figure we just charge a little surtax for the mm-hmm. for the, you know, so everybody can get their get their beer. Who wouldn't Who wouldn't pay for that? Who wouldn't Who would not pay for such such fine product? Brilliant. Yes. All right. Well, I think that that's going to be a winner when we write up the report and send I it agree. upstairs. I totally agree. But you know, if it if it doesn't catch on, we've got a few more here in the queue. Let's put on our ten gallon hats. Okay. okay. And play our innovative revenue tools. Yes. Hi, I'm local blogger Kenton DeYoung. Did you know it cost $100 million to build the Cornwall Shopping Center in 1978? It's a Regina fact. You'll find more Regina facts on my blog, KentonDeYoung.com, and every week on the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio. All right, and we're back from Innovative Revenue Tools. We sure are. Yeah. And thanks once again to Kenton DeYoung for his Regina facts. Wow. And also to the phone call we got. Yeah. We actually, somebody actually found our phone number. They must have looked through an old <laughs> phone directory. Yeah. 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 So that was, uh, yeah, we got a phone call from uh, Kevin Federico. Kevin Federico, yep. Kevin Federico, yep. sorry, yeah. President of the Yells Club yep. says hi to you guys <laughs> <laughs> and appreciates uh, that we're, yeah, talking beer yep. tonight. Although I, I, I thought maybe we weren't supposed to talk about Ales Club or something. Oh, is that the rule? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, thanks for. <laughs> we're in trouble now. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, thanks for calling, Kevin. That was that. We don't get a lot of calls here, no. we don't, or emails, or tweets, or anything really. Um, it's true. Anyways, okay. So, thanks for sticking around for the second half. We've got yeah. uh, next on the agenda is outstanding improvements. So we'll be talking about all the things that are improving in the city, and uh, first up. We have, there's a new meeting. There's another meeting coming up. Uh, it's coming up on, I've got it written down here, the 30th, May 30th. The city is having a meeting about the rail yard renewal project. Do you think, do you think they're going to renew that rail yard? That is, is the that, plan. Is that the idea? Yeah, it's part of the Regina, uh, Regina Regen- RRI. Is it Regeneration? I think it's Regeneration Initiative. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds a little weird. Redemption. It's the Regina Redemption Initiative. Redemption Initiative. Yeah. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's it. Um, Anyways, the rail yards, for anybody who doesn't know, is uh, seven and a half acres of uh, industrial brownfield land north of downtown. It's across the tracks from downtown. And, uh, yeah, trains used to go through there. It was like an intermodal space where all the trains would, like, switch off stuff and do, like, cryptic, trainy things. And uh, a few years ago, back in 2012, the city bought a chunk of that land off of CP. Are you, are you sure the trains did really cryptic things? Yes. I mean, uh, yes, as far did. as I could tell, they just kind of stopped and then went. Yeah, but that's because you don't understand what's, what the, the subtleties of the stopping and going. And oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You, it's all very just, secret. Just, just look yeah. pretty plain. And mysterious. Okay. Uh, anyways. Um, so May 30th at Queensbury Center, they're going to be looking for feedback on, uh, feedback on the uh, concept plan that they've come <clears throat> that they've come up with. Now, about a year ago now, 
the city came forward with like three sort of loose redevelopment concept visions. Um, really just like a bunch of, it looks like they like tossed a bunch of white blocks on the ground yep. and kind of mooshed them together. <laughs> and they're like, okay, what do you think of this? And then they like scrambled them up, uh, mooshed mushed. them back together. Yep. And what do you think of this? But they had like three concepts. They had concept A, which was like the lively living concept, which focused on residential and multi-purpose public market buildings and parks and grocery stores. And then they had concept B, which was like the shopper's utopia, <laughs> which was all residential. Well, there was some residential, but it was well, a, lot was a lot of shop, a lot of retail. Yeah. yeah. And offices, mm -hmm. cinema, hotel. What? Yeah. Restaurants, luxury retail, cinema, movie theater downtown again. And then there was how they were going to get it. They didn't say, but they had a box, they had a white box, pointed right to it, cinema, cinema right there. Right on. Then there was concept C, which was like the highbrow neighborhood, and uh, it keeps like the res it was it kept the residential in the hotel, but it also included like a theater and a concert hall and a library and perhaps a college or university campus. We already have a lot of those already, but they were going to put them in the rail yard. Ah, okay. Uh huh. So they just pick them up and just throw them over. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, paint them white, throw them in with all the other blocks. <laughs> Yeah, actually, the, the concept actually like really was meant to be just ever like a bunch of white buildings. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it was uh, people came in, they gave their feedback, what they wanted to see in the rail yard, and uh, now they have. We don't know what they're going to do. If they're going to pick like one of these concepts, or if they're going to like you know take the best from what people suggested and come up with like a big melange concept. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, but that's what we're going to find out on the 30th, and everybody is invited uh, to the uh, Queensbury Center to go check it out. Uh, Mark, mm -hmm. Rebellion is located fairly close to yeah. these rail yards. Yeah, we're right beside it. And do you have any like thoughts about uh, the the project? Well, I, I would say the really cool thing about having all the you know all this the the rail and the the cars and stuff over the last you know hundred years is for some reason uh, we grow rhubarb out in that space and the rhubarb grows like crazy. So I've actually got to go and pick oh. rhubarb first thing tomorrow morning because it's growing. It's so completely overgrown. I didn't imagine picking rhubarb before the May long weekend. But anyways, that's just a whole other right. a wow. whole other thing. Which I just, and so that rhubarb. If you made like a pie of it, it would be like a pie with like a little bit of Regina's rail history that's what distilled I, yeah. into it. Absolutely. Or yeah. it made like a rhubarb beer. Yes. So yeah. maybe that's, you know, maybe uh, maybe uh, commercial rhubarb growers will start, you know, maybe that's what we should convert the whole rail yard <laughs> into. It's uh, a commercial <laughs> rhubarb factory. But, uh, yeah, no, we're right, we're right beside it. Uh, obviously, we're very excited about it. You know, the uh, uh, any pub you want to be a neighborhood pub, and right now we're not a neighborhood pub other than to the couple of condos across the street from us. So, you know, uh, I think it would really bring some liveliness you know, a little bit more mm -hmm. walking, yeah. all of that sort of thing. There's different, uh, you know, there is the three concepts that are out there. Uh, I'm also, full disclosure, I'm the vice chair of the Warehouse District Board. So uh -huh. I do, uh, okay. I have been fully, uh, pretty pretty engaged in the project to date. So, um, yeah, we, we, we view it uh, for, no matter which hat I have on, including the 10-gallon hat. But uh, uh, we, we're nothing but excited about it. But, you know, there, there's still a little bit of... Um, I don't want to say trepidation, but yeah, I think I think there's the there 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 has to be some reality of as much as I would I, who doesn't want to have a cinema downtown and a grocery store downtown, but unless there is um, a cinema company or grocery store company that wants to actually invest right. the money, um, where is that going to come from? And to date, no one has come forward uh, at, to do so at any other space available downtown. So that kind of does concern me, and mm -hmm. I think that means that I think we should. Um, temper our expectations that this isn't going to be fully developed in a year. I, I, I think it's more of a 10-year plan, if not longer, to, to really get it fully developed and activated. But yeah. that's my take on it. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, also like the rhubarb factory idea. We could, yeah, maybe we could do that for the first few years until we get the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the cinema smells like a rhubarb. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done a rhubarb beer? Yeah, we have. Yeah, that's what we use the rhubarb for. Everything we we, we uh, again uh, we we redeveloped. All, uh, we we had to uh, landscape the area, and so uh, we planted rhubarb and hops and cherries oh. and hascap berries. Oh, um, nice. The city did not want us to grow apples because they were concerned that if we didn't pick the apples, they would fall to the ground and roll onto Dudney Avenue and cause accidents. So cars very, over very, very concerning. <laughs> I'm glad that the city was looking out for uh, everyone's best interests in that. And so we uh, we don't we unfortunately do not have apple trees, but we've got some shorter cherry shrubs instead. Wow. Nice. Very, very forward thinking. Very good. Yeah. 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 
Although we're gonna like read a story in about a year, like <clears throat> what like an accident with Hascap berries, people buried under like a mountains <laughs> of Hascap. <laughs> that would be <laughs> the most gourmet death possible. There's also concern around, um, well, even around, uh, well, anyway, around um, possible just other people in the area possibly, you know, damaging the the fruit and all that sort of thing. Fair but. Right. I don't know. I don't think that's a reason to not do something. I think you should, if you want to do, make something beautiful and make something better, you should go ahead and do it. And if people choose to damage things and do graffiti and all of that, well, mm-hmm. let's deal with that separately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you have a pref- preferred concept plan? Like, wh- what did you put your tick mark next to? I don't think I even voted, to be honest. No? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I certainly voice my opinions on things. I think, you know, you need to have that mixed use. Um, um, I, I envision, you know, that really hip, cool kind of, uh, urban thing. It can still, it can still have Saskatchewan flashes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know someone's even talked about the idea of, uh, you know, some sort of a really cool way of a, of a grain elevator, but, you know, being, being kind of a centerpiece and it would, it would be a hub of that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I travel, you go to places, you know, in Denver or the, the distillery district in Toronto or the Forks in Winnipeg. And, you know, you just kind of see that vibrant, you know, there's, there's stuff happening. There's people around. There's places to eat. There's places to shop. Um, really cool, funky businesses. They could be technology based, whatever. And then, of course, you know, condos, typically not families, um, living there, but certainly a place where families can come down during mm-hmm. the day. Maybe there is more of that market type atmosphere. So honestly, I see a, a mash of all three options, a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's, that's my, my guess too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the, the key though for this is going to be if they can get that pedestrian connection from downtown. To the to the yeah. uh, rail yard. That's going to be key. That, yeah. I mean, right now it's a challenge even for me to go downtown. You have to wa- you know you have to get walk all the way to Broad or all the way to Alberta, then all the way back again to kind of get to where a lot of the a lot of the action is, a lot of mm-hmm. the excitement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm more than happy to do that, but you know, um, to date, the average Regina person is not willing to walk those types of distances. Yeah. So. No. Well, and those underpasses are sketchy looking. Yeah. I will take credit that if you ha- if you happen to do go under the underpasses, we actually changed those lights out to bright white lights. And again, the initial light installation did not actually illuminate the sidewalks, but illuminated the street for all the cars to drive by. Very again, very helpful. <laughs> and uh, apparently, I was told that uh, this has been an ongoing issue for the last six or seven years. And um, we were able to finally drive it through and get the lights actually to be bright and to actually light up the sidewalk. So, oh, that's awesome. So there definitely is a stigma about the underpasses, but they actually are better. So give them a right. shot this summer if you uh, if you are so inclined. All right. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for that. And that yeah. actually leads directly into the next item on our agenda, which is the Transportation Master Plan. Ooh. Yeah. And I actually have some driving music to go with that. Let's hear it. I'm gonna put it on. Unfortunately, you're not gonna be able to hear it, but I can. Oh, it's li- playing. It's playing in my in my headphones. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna imagine. Is it like the Blade Runner soundtrack? Yes, it is. Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. That's what. That's that's the that's the kind of music we need to hear on yeah. Thursday evening. Yeah, because last night we talked about this, and we actually this is this was tabled at last week's meeting talking about the transportation master plan. I tried to make it out like there was just so much to cover that. Uh, yeah, you know, I needed more time. Right. Because <laughs> I was really lazy last week and yes. I didn't do the reading before the meeting. So, okay. yeah. Well, if it makes you feel better, neither did I. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right. Well, I can I can give you the whole lowdown on the transportation master plan now. Um, and bef- before I do, I should mention that we are on ninety one point three CJTR Regina Community Radio. We are the Queen City Improvement Bureau, and we're talking about the transportation master plan. We are. Yeah. And we're on the FM dial. We are in case yes, excellent. Yeah, we're just sitting on that FM dial. Sweet. Okay, so I mentioned this last week. So the uh, the transportation master plan is the first comprehensive multimodal transportation plan that the city has developed. Uh, it's new for the city in that it doesn't uh, it doesn't focus solely on car traffic and transit. It it has added in a lot more sort of a focus on cycling and on walking, which uh, you know is is awesome is great um, but they have been working on this administration first started tackling the, the idea of doing a new transportation master plan back in 2011 
they got the uh, seven directions from council. What there, there are seven Herculean labors that they had to undertake <laughs> in 2012. Okay, so which one is cleaning out the Augean stables? Yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> Who has to dress up like a woman and like do all the sewing for the gods? <laughs> Um, <laughs> the city is weird. <laughs> it is a very weird city. No, uh, what what then happened is it took about three years from that point on. In 2015, they had gone through all the public consultation, had come up with a temp- with a transportation master plan. They brought it to city council, and city council said, "Not good enough." What? Bring, yeah. a, bring us something with a better font. Yes, that's what they said. They must have said that because that's what we got. <laughs> um, I did a side-by-side comparison. So the t- uh, just this last week, 2017's Transportation Master Plan came out. I sat it side-by-side with the 2015 Transportation Master Plan. And my verdict on the two is they're substantially the same document. I I'm not entirely sure what exactly has changed between the two, apart from a lot of detail has been taken out of the old transportation master plan, and now everything is much more, I think you'd call it concise. High level? High level, exactly. Yeah, so there's a lot fewer examples, there's a lot fewer um, discussion of topics and definition of terms uh, than there was in 2015. And holy crap, they changed up all the fonts, uh, they have much nicer headers. It's a much prettier document. A lot more white space. Right. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. No. They've got instead of instead of having to read the whole document just like blocks of text, they now have cover pages for each section. Happy pictures of people transporting themselves around. So the city said, bring it back, mm-hmm. but make it shorter, mm-hmm. easier to read, mm-hmm. um, with pictures. Yep. And that's okay. what they got. Wow. That's what they got. That's, 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 that's 2017 for you. Yeah, it's much more superficial age than 2015. <laughs> um, okay, so what are the seven directions for the transportation master plan? Uh, first up there is offer a range of sustainable transportation choices for all. The second one is integrate transportation and land use planning. Number three, elevate the role of public, public transit. Number four, promote active transportation for healthier communities. Number five, optimize road network capacity. Number six, invest in an affordable and durable system. And number seven, support a prosperous Regina region. Sounds awesome, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, especially the uh, supporting and investing in the, uh, what are the other buzzwords? Oh, my God. Which ones? <laughs> there are All so many. All of them. All of them. It's elevating um, things. Yeah, so they're elevating, integrating, offering, promoting, optimizing, investing, and supporting. They're probably not literally elevating the public transit. Yeah. Because that just wouldn't make a lot of sense. It would just be going up and down. Ooh, so if, they, if we had an L. Double-decker buses. Double-decker, Double-decker buses? buses. Yeah, Maybe monorail. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Elevated monorails. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so some of the things that they're specifically aiming to do within each of these things, and this is like a 300-page document. Um, uh, under offering sustainable transportation op- options for all, they're going to reduce single-occupant vehicle use across the city from 67% to, hold on for it, wait for it, 60% over 25 years. A 7% reduction in single-occupant use Very nice. of vehicles. Yep. Double, uh, they're going to double transit use over those 25 years from 3% to a whopping 6%. And they're going to increase cycling use 12% from 8 to 10% over 25 years. I think, I think they're just playing the odds and hoping like the Yellowstone caldera like erupts and like wipes us off the map. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so the targets don't seem terribly ambitious, I guess is what I'm well, trying to get across. Yeah. A six percent, a seven percent reduction in car use over twenty-five years across the city. I don't know. I, don't know. I, wonder, I wonder what that means in terms of like the real numbers. Because it might. It, who knows? Seven percent is is. I, I gotta say, seven percent doesn't sound huge, but it might. Like on the ground, it might actually uh, produce some relevance. Okay. Yeah. No. Fair enough. And this is over these twenty-five years. We'll also be going from whatever we are, like just over two hundred thousand people, to about three hundred thousand people. So, yeah. No. Fair enough. That's a good point. Um, what else are we going to be seeing? Uh, there's points like considering adopting a mode share target 
for other key districts and trip generators, conduct a citywide travel survey. Can, can we go back to that first line you said? You betcha, because I didn't understand it, and oh, I just read that, it. that was actually my point. Yeah. I actually did not know what the, any of that meant. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're going to be setting targets for what, I think basically what it is, is referring back to those numbers that I just told you. Ah. What are the modes of transportation that people are going to be taking? Okay. Oh, yes. Um, okay. Yeah, and they're going to be clearly defining priorities, level of service expectations, responsibilities for winter transportation. And I think the thing that strikes me about a lot of these, I'm just like pulling stuff from, out, from various parts of the plan, is that why wasn't a lot of this stuff already done as part of the transportation master plan? That's a good question. Like, why weren't they establishing stuff? They've had two years. Two years, Aiden. Two years with this. They've got, they got stuff to do. I guess. They've got fonts to change. They, for example. Yeah. Um, interesting stuff that I noticed was under integrate transportation and land use planning. Uh, they want to review parking prices in high demand areas, review classifications and tax rates for parking infrastructure. Uh, this ties into this idea of um, if you want to get people on the buses, you're really going to have to sort of peg your transit prices to be competitive with parking prices. Right. That if parking is super cheap, nobody's going to take transit. So good point. that's a really good idea. Um, unfortunately, I also took a look back at the transit investment plan from 2010. And that was, back then they were already starting to, they'd already said this. You know, we've got to review parking prices. We've got to change the parking prices. Um, we've got to, like, set new tax rates for parking infrastructure. Um, and this kind of is another another theme that kept popping up, is that uh, the, transit infra, uh, the transit investment plan also covered a lot of this stuff that's in the transportation master plan, although it was also a lot more sort of daring. Um, the, transit, uh, the transportation master plan, a much ballyhooed thing in it is... Uh, that they would set it so that everybody who lived in the city would be 400 meters from a transit stop, which sounds great, Yes. except we already have that rule in place. That when you're building out a neighborhood, the goal is to have everybody living within 400 meters of a transit stop. The transit uh, investment plan, whatever, seven years ago, was saying we want to bring that down to 360 meters. So we're actually taking a step backwards there. Okay, so it yeah. shouldn't have been much ballyhooed. Not much ballyhooed, So, no. like, buying that really expensive, like, ballyhoo 3000 was just, like, a waste. It totally was, I think. Yeah. Um, okay, so anyways, we go through all these seven different things, and they break everything down, and there's a lot of planning to do plans, basically, throughout this whole thing. We've got to, like, look into this. We've got to research this. Um, kind of sad that it wasn't already done, but it seems that the substance of the transportation master plan was in the back, in the appendices, and that's okay. where they have the maps. And the maps lay out all new transit routes, and they look fantastic. Lays out um, a dramatically expanded biking system throughout the city. It looks fantastic. Pedestrian routes, everything looks good. Even like dangerous good routes and everything, it all... Um, so it's, is this where we're getting the major changes from the 2015? No, oh. actually, it's all identical. Oh, okay. It's all identical. Okay, there were no changes from 2015. Okay. But as far as like if you're That's looking, so if you're like actually looking for the, the meat in this pudding... Uh, skip the whole freaking transportation master plan. Go straight to the appendices. There's also big, long charts that tell you exactly what streets they're planning to fix, what streets they're planning to expand, where they're going to put in bike bike lanes. So hmm. that seems to be where the real work was done. The rest of it seems to be just a lot of, like, nice window dressing. Fair enough. But anyways. You know, when I was in Palm Springs recently, mm -hmm. I, uh, I, I saw actual... This could solve a lot of problems. People got on these buses and they would pedal it themselves and there were beer taps no you're making yep. that up i'm not making it up absolutely really? yeah I've, I've been on one at uh, yeah. sierra nevada brewery they're one of the first ones in north america to have one yeah. there you go really very cool that's yeah. fantastic and they go like they go up and down um, up and down north can north palm canyon drive yeah and it's, it's it's palm springs so it's a bunch of old people right and they're like basically behaving like uh, 18 year olds like they're pedaling and drinking beer and like shouting and screaming at people on the street. And uh, I think we should adopt it here. I think we should too. I think I think we should pencil that into the transportation master plan. Yeah. yeah. Crayon it in if you have to. Yeah. Because, you know, one of the goals is to make people feel more youthful. And it sounds like that is a success story. They look like they're feeling pretty youthful. Yeah. Except maybe maybe not the next day, but uh, <laughs> certainly, certainly, <laughs> certainly very that, old then. Certainly that for a moment, yeah. yeah. 
Anyways, you guys have any thoughts on transportation? Transit? You know, Master plans. well, not so much. I'd, I'd love to see the cycling routes. I would love to. See, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm an avid cycler myself, and it's it's a little tough <laughs> to get around Regina. Yep. So, I would be very much in support. Yeah, and yeah. that does seem to be a priority. It just do they have? Will they get the money to put this stuff in? Is the big question. And I guess we're going to find that out end of May. Uh, last Monday of May will be a council meeting, and hopefully this will all be discussed then in more detail. So. Yeah, I'm good. I'm all for plans, but. I think you should always have a plan, but the reality right now is that they've actually reduced transit with the latest budget, right? Uh, on um, stat holidays and all that sort of oh, thing. They, rein- they reinstated Oh, they that. did. Oh, they geez, did. I can't even yeah. keep up. Yeah. There's such a torrid pace of change. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. that was really unpopular, that move. So well, yeah. and so I'm very encouraged to hear that that got changed. I do apologize if I misspoke on that one, but... You know, they, uh, at the university again, you know, there was, uh, obviously there was all sorts of back and forth on that, but they, they finally implemented, uh, again, I don't know if I use the right word, but you know, kind of mandatory, everyone has to, vo- has to buy a pass. Oh, and yeah. lo and behold, everyone started using it and ridership shot up yeah. way, way up. So, um, I know that, you know, when you, uh, if you survey the general public right now, people are going to say, well, I don't want to, I don't want to take the bus. People love the, the freedom of owning a vehicle, but a car culture is, does not, Grow a community does not foster anything, so um, we need to get on with the work at hand. It yeah. sounds like the plans were already wrote years ago. Yeah, yeah. Now we just need to implement them. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that's all I've got. Uh, that and uh, Cathedral Village Arts Festival starts this weekend. It does. Yeah, Monday. Yeah. It is the picnic, so come on down for that. Yeah. Not so much on the beer at the picnic. You, you definitely want to be there though for the next Saturday. Yeah. Because I've heard the beer garden is going to have some very tasty beer this year. Oh, really? Nice. I've heard that, yes. Some, yeah. lim- some craft beer, some yes. local brews. Oh, yes. very good. Yes. Excellent. You might even see me there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. At least drinking a beer. <laughs> it might even help. Yeah. Well, the uh, the Arts Festival is a fantastic time, and I highly recommend everybody take it in. It is. And the picnic is great. Uh, burgers, music, dance, uh, sitting in a park. Hopefully you'll, it won't rain. You'll find me there throughout the week. One of the volunteers. Oh, right on. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Doing, doing photography. Okay. I think that's it. Uh, thanks a lot, guys, for coming in yeah. and helping out. Thanks for having us. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely. Love it. And, uh, yeah, I think at this point, uh, everything's done on the agenda, so call for an adjournment. Okay. I'll second the uh, motion. All right. Adjourn. Meeting is adjourned. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CGTR, Regina Community Radio. Thanks to our guests uh, today, Mark Heis and Glenn Valgertson from Rebellion Brewing and uh, Pile of Bones Brewing, respectively. Uh, are you... This is... Uh, well, I'm, I'm just out of it today. But our co-hosts are Paul Deshen and me, Aidan Morgan. Uh, you can find us on cjtr.ca. Also, you can find us on iTunes or on our website, queencityib.com, or on our Twitter feed, queencityib. Remember, that's Irritable Vowel, or it's not Irritable Vowel. It's Improvement Bureau. Coming up next, we have the Newport Cabaret with Maddie V, followed by the cockpit. Keep on improving, Regina.